Well, Roland, another Friday, another podcast. This time a return guest, or I guess sort of a return guest, but not exactly. How so? Have we had Deloitte on before? No, but we, we tried, right? A few weeks ago. And I see what you're saying. The good news is that everyone's on Skype today. We're ready to rip. Well, I'm excited because we have two folks coming on today, one of whom I actually had a chance to meet. I don't know if you recall that I um, keynoted at a conference in Toronto a while back called mm -hmm. RDV Marketing. And while I was there, presenting on Agile, of course, I met uh, Derek Derwin, who is a um, consulting manager in the Digital Marketing Transformation Group at Deloitte Digital. And he was kind enough to offer to come on the show and bring one of his colleagues, Ian Lee, who is the National Digital Transformation uh, Leader for Deloitte Digital. I believe that they're both based in Canada, which just makes me like them just for that reason. <laughs> but I'm excited for bringing them to bring them on the show uh, and to learn a little bit about what Deloitte's, Deloitte is doing in this domain. Great. Well, it's good to also talk to some folks who are kind of working with larger scale marketers, I take it, as a Deloitte as a consulting group. Um, we haven't really talked to many. We've talked to some service providers, but more often than not, they've been with smaller consulting firms or independents, right? Yeah, one would assume Deloitte's, uh, Deloitte's customers are going to be larger. So let's find out. Yeah, let's dial them up. All right. So thank you guys for, for jumping on with us and thanking, thank you for giving it a second try considering the technical difficulties we ran into last time. We are um, thrilled to have you on, actually. Uh, we're always looking to bring you know, folks at um, larger consulting companies. We've already had uh, a few conversations, but it's been a while. You know, a lot of the folks that we're talking with on this show are really on the front lines of putting Agile to work in the marketing function, whether that is as a, um, as a champion on a particular team or a manager who's bringing it into a larger organization. So um, it, it's, it's, I think, going to be something that our listeners are going to be pretty excited to hear about from a firm that presumably is supporting a lot of marketing leaders and helping them through their marketing transformation. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So by way of getting started, uh, maybe you can actually just give us a quick intro to your respective backgrounds and how you came to Agile. So Derek Derwin, um, my background is in digital marketing. It's about seven years now working on agency and publisher side with some international brands and, and helping brands as they go through the digital marketing transformations, but more from a strategic perspective and actual execution and campaign execution. I joined the firm Deloitte last February. Um, and since then, I've been working on some national accounts here in Canada, working with the C-suite and specifically CMOs when they're looking at transforming the way that they're doing their marketing. And agile marketing was something that um, we started to to discuss with them and, and started to take an approach with them to be able to look at how to enhance their current ways of working. And and uh, we've been doing that now, uh, I've been doing that at least personally for the, for the past year now. And my name is Ian Lee. Um, formerly, I'm National Digital Transformation Leader for Deloitte Digital. Like Derek, I come from an agency background uh, over 20 years in the space. And so I've really moved through the continuum of more traditional marketing, moving into digital and digital strategy. In recent years, very much like 
Derek, we also have a performance marketing background. So that's really about um, using media and paid, earned and owned uh, mechanisms by which to be able to drive demand, fill the top of the funnel, move it through to conversion. And what's been interesting is to see the evolution of that, um, the available technologies, um, but also approaches to being able to do that type of well-considered demand generation on an always-on basis and apply principles of agile to move away from things like annual campaign cycles to things that are more on demand taking into uh, account and the and the availability and power of real-time data to be able to adjust and and constantly run experiments and constantly optimize on the fly. So it's a, a really exciting area of the practice for us and um, we're pleased to be actually moving this from theory into practice with uh, several large clients. Can you guys give me a sense of what the conversations look like when, with a CMO when you start to bring up uh, the idea of agile in their marketing team? I mean, what are there any triggers or any conversations? I mean, how do you sell the idea to the CMO when you're in that conversation? So maybe I'll start from top down and just talk about how the role of the CMO has changed dramatically in as little as the last five years. What we used to see is that CMOs were primarily stewards of the brand. Uh, They were driving a lot of above the line uh, marketing initiatives. Uh, Anything related to performance marketing was typically focused on top of funnel. And there's been a dramatic change uh, with respect to the level and type of responsibility and now moving more from being what was primarily a cost center to one that now has to be responsible for revenue and growth. And in addition to that, responsible for the customer experience. When you layer over that the fact that brand is far less something that an organization can broadcast its attributes about, to tell you who they are as a brand and is more about what the customer experience is across multiple channels. This just becomes more important to be able to optimize uh, when prospects and customers are interacting with you, whether it's through social, whether it's on an inbound or an outbound basis. And with that change, um, they have required a different type of partner to work with them, moving away from the traditional type of uh, agency partnership that is primarily uh, creative and to some degree is performance driven, but is, is very much built around traditional notions of how to manage media to organizations that understand data, data driven marketing, um, and always on perspective, and the need to constantly optimize based on what you understand about the particular customer or consumer that is interacting through different channels and to target and personalize very quickly. And so when you, when you move from something that is uh, typically planned in longer and I would say slower cycles to something that is much more dynamic and on demand, then you naturally move towards a more agile conversation to be able to, to do things on a sprint basis to be able to adjust very quickly, to be able to work from hypotheses and not uh, actually have to go through levels of approvals to be able to um, activate on that very quickly. And all of that is pushing us and our clients more towards a nimbleness that's required and and, an agility that is well served by taking the principles of capital A agile 
and moving that into more of a marketing discipline. So you talked about the way that the CMO role has changed. Can you also help us understand how the digital transformation practice at Deloitte has changed over time? Was my, my assumption is that Agile was probably not baked into that from the very beginning. Um, that might be wrong. I'd be curious to understand how did Agile get into that practice and is there, you know, is it something that's really part of your process now when it comes to engaging with marketing, the marketing function? It, absolutely it is. And, and like with so many other applications of Agile, it has its roots in software and application development. It has its... Uh, roots in uh, product development and that's where it began with uh, our organization as well with our lean agile team um, helping for more of a technology uh, products and capabilities perspective through more technically driven teams here at Deloitte mm -hmm. but as digital transformation has moved more towards the presentation layer I'll say and is underpinned by what I call the consumerization of technology, the availability of great intuitive applications that we commonly use through devices like our smartphones that learn about us and just get better over time and they come with an ease of utility. There has been a move towards not just creating great experiences in those uh, apps, but it's also how it is it that you drive demand and awareness of the availability of those products and services. And uh, that's what's changed the face of how we approach digital transformation and more specifically how marketing has come into play. And can you talk a little bit about where, what you're seeing from an adoption perspective on the CMO's part? We do, uh, we've, Frank and I have done a bunch of sort of informal surveys based on the audience who listens to this podcast and conferences we've gone to and things like that. Our perception is that it's still pretty early days. I'm curious what you're seeing across your customer base. There is quite a large spectrum in terms of adoption. So some of the clients that we're working with are still just getting their feet wet. They're just getting introduced to what Agile means from a transformational perspective, what it takes to be able to change the ways that they work, the processes, the technologies, um, their traditional relationships with their agencies and, and how those are now coming to light given Agile and this newfound sense of in housing certain capabilities, which was technically not heard of a couple of years ago. Two other organizations that we're working with that are pretty much fully agile, uh, where they've transformed their entire marketing department. So now they are running in agile with their agencies and they've got squads and, and pods and processes and methodologies that have been adapted to their organizations. So I would say the, the appetite is there, the ability to have transparency of work the ability to be able to drive results and drive results quickly, the ab ability to um, share knowledge and be able to uh, transcend knowledge, decentralized leadership from a from a hierarchical perspective. There's definitely a lot of a lot of positive factors that are that are driving a lot of interest towards agile within the marketing sphere. I understand you probably can't share specific client names, but maybe if you could change the name in the industry to protect the innocent, but uh, can you share a little bit about, you know, a case study or a little bit of more detailed granular story of an example where you guys kind of came in, work with the CMO. And I guess I'm trying to hope to represent our audience's interest in how do we get from idea to actual you know, implementation and running? 
at scale. So I can give you two examples, both on kind of opposite ends of the spectrums and both uh, very different sizes from a uh, marketing organization perspective. So the first example would be a financial institution here in Canada. We were uh, brought in to be able to understand what their digital vision was for their marketing uh, organization and how that marketing organization being uh, a digital marketing organization would interact with the rest of the the organization, the business and legal and, and so on. So what we actually started off doing was we first evaluated all of the marketing department to understand their level of maturity from a digital perspective. And then taking that, one of the first things that we wanted to do is to test uh, Agile within a certain part of the business. So we focused on one of the lines of businesses, which was insurance, and we really wanted to test with a pilot that would be manageable from uh, a get-go perspective. So we had six cross-functional individuals together in a squad. We had someone from content, SEO, social, analytics, planning from the line of business themselves, uh, and then a, a few leaders as well. And basically what we started to do is we started just from the bare bones. We got them together on a daily basis and we built a backlog. We came up with initiatives. We had a North Star that we were shooting for, which was to insure, increase insurance quotes. And our objective was really to basically come together with all of the different disciplines and backgrounds and experiences, break down those silos and formulate a backlog of work that we could work on in sprints of two weeks. From there on in, we worked together over the course of about three, four months. Uh, and we definitely saw um, a great progression. I, I mean, at first, it, it was very foreign, um, especially for this organization, because there were a lot of silos and people weren't necessarily used to having people with different disciplines right across the table. Um, we made some great headway in terms of legal approval, getting things approved from legal by bringing legal closer into what we were doing from an agile perspective and having them there on a weekly basis and, and having them present in discussions about what the end user experience was, was actually going to look like. And so we were actually able to get things approved that were previously disapproved and saw um, you know, great strides from a increasing speed to market, um, decreasing costs per completed quote. Great impact was had by that, that pilot, which eventually led to uh, a larger restructure. Uh, towards a more agile construct. So how did you work with the management to select the group that you were going to work with? And were they committed based on your results to do this broader transformation? How did that work? How did that play out? The first thing that uh, we had to decide was who was going to actually be in the pilot. So this organization has a, a subset of individuals who are known to them as change agents. So whenever they're going through a larger change within the organization, specifically within marketing, these individuals are known to be extremely organized, extremely uh, performance driven and, and great influencers for the rest of the organization. So these, are, these individuals had already been pre-selected. And we wanted to make sure that we had equal distribution and representation of each of the different disciplines around the table. Um, their respective leaders um, actually were summoned on a weekly basis. And so uh, they were committed to not only ensuring that those individuals and their teams were participating within the pilot, but that they also had time and had some of their own personal backlogs cleared up to be able to focus on the pilot. Um, and they were also meeting on a weekly basis to ensure that they were removing any impediments that we might encounter so that we could get the most 
the pilot because the the thing that's important to notice the rest of the organization was not agile and when we're working with mm -hmm. the rest of the organization from a legal uh, privacy even from another line of business perspective there were certain adaptations and impediments that needed to be removed and removed quickly to see results so are they playing the role of like an agile coach is that kind of the way to look at it our role was kind of twofold. We came in as agile coach and also scrum master. Okay. Um, uh, we had trained all of the, the individuals that were attending and their leaders on agile marketing so that they had that preconceived notion of what they were getting into and what it, what it represented. I would say we saw them more as a peripheral team, a peripheral team um, that really kind of came in when they were needed, but uh, were responsible for helping us to to get larger impediments outside of the agile context removed uh, to be able to further facilitate the the learnings. And who would play product owner in that case? Great question. Did you not, did you not have anyone playing product owner? Maybe that's a different question. At the beginning, we didn't have um, anyone that was really playing product owner because, yeah. I mean, the way that their organization was structured is they had the, the line of business. So if we're talking insurance, then they had within marketing planning who would kind of decide what's the budget that we're going to allocate and in which direction uh, approximately. And then normally the team that actually executes decides what gets done with that budget and what channels are leveraged and which audience is being targeted. So for all intents and purposes of the pilot, we really look to planning and the line of business as the product owner to ensure that they were really owning and, and signing off on what we were working on from a alignment with business objectives perspective. I want to make sure we have time to get to your second example. Um, but as you start into that, can you also help us understand the methods that you brought to the table and how prescriptive those methods were in terms of did you start with something less prescriptive like Kanban? Did you try and do something more robust like Scrum and actually get them to deliver in sprints? The second example was more in public sector. So the sheer size was one quarter of the size of the, the financial institution. So we were dealing with about a little under 50 individuals within the marketing marketing organization for the public sector client that we worked with. And really when we, when we kicked things off, we started with our agile marketing training we did the entire um, marketing organization and trained everyone, even those that wouldn't necessarily be included in the, the first kind of phase of deployment. We didn't necessarily do a pilot with uh, the public sector client, given their smaller size. What we did is looked at just kind of rolling out different squads on a phased approach. When we started, uh, we made sure that we had one coach um, who would play the role of coach and scrum master per two squads, and each squad would be up approximately five or six individuals and with some shared resources between. And when we got things started uh, with them, we really looked at first starting off with the Kanban, just a printed out Kanban on the wall, helping them to really be able to visualize work, visualize how work was flowing and be able to render them responsible for ensuring that that work was actually flowing through sprints into completion, into learning and into done. So definitely the, that, 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 physical piece of uh, that that tool really uh, helped to facilitate that that workflow obviously we had our backlog that we built together we started the backlog raw within excel but eventually we moved it into tools that would be easier to share and also to include external partners like agencies when we started with uh, the public sector we really wanted to make sure that they had a, not only a great understanding of what this meant to changing 
ways that they used to work, but also that what it meant from a responsibility perspective and what it meant for goal completion and actual tracking. So we went through uh, sizing to be able to understand what capacity was required to actually achieve work, scoring to understand what do we do first versus second versus third based on impact, confidence and effort. We really worked through on a sprint by sprint basis, making sure that we were respecting uh, all ceremonies. So our regular daily standups at the end of each sprint, doing our sprint re reviews, really identifying what did we achieve, what, why didn't we achieve what we set out to achieve, and making sure that we really focused on those learnings. And then the retrospective to be able to understand how are people living this change and what could we do from a consulting firm but also from an organizational firm and from a leadership perspective to make sure that we could make this change as smooth as possible. So yeah. were there any things that you guys learned along the way as you were bringing these these two case studies online, things that you hadn't anticipated but you had to deal with? Yeah, I would say that there's um, you know a couple of key learnings from that. One is that it, it sounds obvious, but you absolutely need a leadership or an executive champion. And what we mean by that is actually somebody that is, you're not just going to provide air cover, um, but if somebody is actually going to be in the designate role of the transformation lead for the organization. Um, this is the person that actually is going to be uh, connecting back with the various lines of businesses to actually look for additional journeys that we can take with them. Um, so it's very much a what we call a transforming by doing approach as opposed to trying to uh, take a big bang approach to moving the organization to agile and even agile marketing. And you know, to the to layer on to what Derek was saying earlier about you know the two examples that we quote and and the type of the people that are on the team, it is certainly has to be populated by the right types of people who have um, the interest, the passion, and ultimately will acquire the acumen to be able to take on these new skills to, to, from an agile perspective, as well as help to drive new ways of working. But it is also about selecting the right size and type of project. I call it the Goldilocks equation. It's about having project journey or initiative that is large enough that you do have to break a few eggs, that you will potentially upset a few folks along the way because you are changing ways of working, but small enough that it doesn't require layers and layers of executive approval or significantly uh, large amounts of funding that it will take forever to actually get it off the ground uh, and have the requisite alignment in order to be able to do so. I have to say that when I was planning in advance of this call, I have had some preconceived notions about the way that um, consulting firms like yours engage with marketing leadership in particular. My assumption has been that, or at least my experience has been, um, talking with marketing leaders in my network, that consultants have been very effective at educating and helping drive leadership buy-in. But what you're talking about today really goes well beyond that. It's 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 just really impressive to hear about the work that you're doing all the way, not only from the leadership, but all the way down at, um, on the ground level with people who are actually getting the work done. So it's just really interesting to, to hear that perspective. Um, and I don't want to put too many words in Derek's mouth, but I think we sh share the same philosophy here. What, would, what consultants are very good at uh, traditionally has been advisory. And we're very good at building decks in order to be able to sell more decks. 
You may choose to edit that out, but I'm okay <laughs> if you don't. What's important to us is actually to be able to help our clients do the work, to build their capabilities, to be in there with them, to help be their Sherpas. And, and we're, what we're fond of saying, at least uh, as it relates to these types of transformation initiatives, is that if we do our jobs well, at some point we put ourselves out of a job. I think you just said it um, really well. It's, it sounds like you've gone, in some ways, you are transforming the consulting firm as you go and changing the way that you work to adapt to a new context that um, marketers are working in. Um, I've got one last question. Um, I'm really interested that we haven't really touched on too much yet, which is I'm really interested in understanding going back up to the way that you engage with leaders. And I'm wondering if you can share any insight into the work that you've done helping scale Agile really broadly across an organization. This is something that we see a lot of marketing leaders really struggling with today. You know, they may be aware of things like scaled agile framework or less, um, but I'm curious to hear your perspective on what you see working in that context. The public sector client that we're working on when we are looking at really scaling agile across the entire marketing organization one of the things that we found that really worked well was having a common holistic view across all squads at a high level what the work that's being worked on how it's flowing and having discussions against the different uh, squad leads to understand if there are any impediments what that meant in terms of shared resources what that meant in terms of potentially impeding other workflows um, so having that kind of what we'd call portfolio Kanban to be able to, to truly understand the holistic view was really important for us because obviously if you're scaling and you're standing up more and more squads, you tend to decentralize that information and everyone starts to work on their own. So that was something that really brought us back to, to basics and, and really had that weekly touch point to be able to share uh, at a very high level some of the priorities some of the resource and capacity things that we're dealing with, um, how we might be overlapping or impeding other workflows with other squads, and then what those impediments might be and who's owning it to get rid of it. So, I mean, what you're talking about sounds a lot. The Scrum at Scale guys would, would say, hey, that's an executive action committee or something like that. I don't know. I think it's great to have the team, regardless, that can help break down the impediments and get things done. Really tactical. Deloitte's known as a strategy consultancy too, correct? I wonder how do you connect the organization's macro level strategy and planning processes into the agile process as well? Yeah, I think that's interesting because we're very much at the forward edge of, you know, implementing these capabilities, approaches and new ways of working. And ultimately they do need to um, roll up to enterprise strategy and objectives. Part of where it starts is educating the organization on different approaches, um, and, it, and it, these are sort of some of the classic things that uh, you have to encounter and, and overcome in terms of changing mindsets and behaviors. But uh, things like funding and risk, moving from you know more of a you know, capex view on actually annually budgeting against these uh, teams and have that become. Part of your um, annual planning and strategy is one that's more OPEX driven, more on a consumption model to the lines of businesses. And that's just, you know, from one perspective. Yeah, I was just thinking maybe slightly some more simple. If we were doing a, a scaled agile framework, safe, one of the 
typical rituals is the big room planning. You know, every, uh, every three to six months we get the whole team together in one room and there'll be anywhere from eight to 20 scrum teams all kind of in the same room and just back and forth. And it's a, it's a very dynamic process and it's, I've been through it a few times in my career, but you know, that's the, the moment in moment of truth when strategy meets reality. So mm-hmm. do you, do you have any examples of that, that kind those kinds of rituals that your clients are using to kind of bridge that gap? So what we're doing uh, with the public sector client is we're actually having a PO sync up. So what that's that's occurring on a bi-weekly basis. And what the objective is, is that each of the different product owners are coming together and they're looking at what are they currently working at? And then more importantly, what's up next? And we've worked together to understand what are the business objectives that we're all trying to reach? How are we all going to work together to, to achieve those business objectives? And then um, what are the possible constraints that we could be perceiving? And so what that does is that allows us to bring different lines of business perspectives, some shared resource uh, perspectives from a content or an analytics perspective. And each of the different individual POs are really owning their own objectives, but responsible for figuring out together how it's all going to work and how they can all prioritize all their work to be able to be the most efficient as possible. Just as a reminder to our listeners out there, you can find the Marketing Agility Podcast on iTunes. Yes, we are still there on iTunes or on agilemarketingblog.com. If you have a story to tell, like our good friends here from Deloitte, and want to share a case study or insights or a client, you have any really interesting story, jump onto the website, fill out the form, and we'll try to get you on. We've had a number of inbound ones lately, and that's been terrific. And guys, thank you again for joining us. And everyone out there, please stay agile.